Hagigada fed the last thing we were discussing was Rav Yosef got to a pasuk below mishpat. Someone is taken from this world without judgment and would cry and he would wonder how could it be that someone is taken when it's not the right time. And the Gmarabur story where Rav Bebai was friendly with Malach HaMavit and Malach HaMavit told his messenger can you go get Miriam the hairdresser and ended up getting Miriam the lady in charge of the orphanage. She did something dangerous with the oven and she got hurt and that's how we were able to take her. And with that we are starting Ha'amud Aleph, second line in, last word on the line, which is Amale. So Amale Rav Bebai, so Rav Bebai asked Malach HaMavet, How could you just do that, take an Eshema before it's right time? So Amale Malach HaMavet told him, Doesn't the Pasuk say, it gives you a statement that there is such thing as someone who's taken without judgment, meaning before it's right time. Amalev, Bebai told him, but doesn't it say, Dor Holech, Vidor Ba, generation comes, the generation leaves? That means there's a time for everyone. How could you take someone without uh, the right time? Amar, so the Malach Amave told him, Deraina Lehu Ana, I take care of these Neshamot, Adem Alu Lehu Ledara, until their years fill up. And then I pass them over to Duma, who takes care of the Neshamot of those who passed on. So Amalir of Bibai tells the Malachamavet, Sof Sof Shene that. what do you do with those years? Amar, so Malachamavet told him, If there's a Tamid Hacham who forgoes over his anger, then I add years to him, and that would be instead. Rabbi Yohanan reached this Pasug, he would cry, it says, by Yovatesiteni Bole Bale Ohinam Hashem said to the Satan, You enticed me to uh, to hurt him for no reason. A slave whose master can be enticed, can he does he even stand the chance? Rabbi Hanan came when Rabbi Hanan reached the following pasuk, he would cry. It says, "Hand be kedoshav lo yamin." Hashem doesn't even trust his kedoshim. If lo yamin, if he doesn't trust the malachim, b'mani yamin, then who's he going to trust? Yomah hadavaka azil beorcha. Wonder Rabbi Hanan was walking on the way. Hazil ahu gavra dava mankitene. He saw this man plucking figs. Shavik anach de matu veshakil anach de lo matu. He would take the ones that are not ripe. And he left the ones that are ripe. Amale, lavhane ma'alan tefe. Isn't the ripe ones better? Amale, that man told Rabbi Hanan, hane lor habainalewa. I need to take these on the way. I need them to last a long time. Hane natran, vehane lanatran. The ones that are not ripened yet, they could last. It takes them time until they ripen, and it, I, I could leave them for an extra couple of days. These, uh, the ones that are ripe already, they, they, they don't last long. And Amar, Sir Rabbi Yohanan, now finally understood. He said, Now I understand what it means. Hashem doesn't trust the holy ones. Sometimes there's a young tzaddik that Hashem takes away. He's clean from het before he gets messed up later. And the Mahasha explains that Rabbi Yohanan retracted what he understood before, that Hashem doesn't trust those who are kadosh hakadabi. And now he says opposite. Hashem doesn't trust the ones that are kadosh. That's why he takes them now before they sin. So like my asks, Ini is that true? Ha ha. Who told me that? Avabishivu te derbi Alexander. 
There was a Talmud in the neighborhood of Rabbi Alexander, and he died when he was young. Rabbi Alexander, he said about him, This Talmud Hacham wanted to live, he could have lived. But his avonot is what caused him to die young. And if it's true, maybe maybe he was really a tzaddik, and Hashem just took him before he did averot. No, the Gemara says, no, you can't compare. That boy was kicking his rabbis, meaning he wasn't respecting his rabbis. And in that case, it was better that they took him early than continue doing averot. Rabbi Yohanan, when Rabbi Yohanan would reach the following pasuk, he would cry, Hashem said, I'm going to be bringing you closer to judgment, I'm going to be bringing you to judgment, and I'm going to testify against you, and against those who deal with witchcraft, and those who are adulterers, and those who swear and lie, and those who don't pay their employees on time. And he's, the reason he would cry is because uh, a slave whose master is the one who's bringing him to get judged. And he's testifying against him. Does he even stand the chance? And Amar Yohanan ben Zakai, Oy lanu. When he saw that pasuk, he said, Woe to us, that Hashem equated the easy avirot with the, with, the, with the strict avirot. Meaning in the same pasuk where it says, It also mentions a guy doesn't pay his employees on time. Meaning to Hashem, it's all equal. Meaning when Hashem comes down, He's going to come down hard even on the small things. And Amarish Lakish, Kolamate Dinoshal Geler, anyone who tilts the Din of a Ger, he has nobody stand there with him. Kilumate Dinoshal Mal, it's like you're tilting the judgment of Hashem Shinemar in that Pasuk, it says Umate Ger, but the way it's written is Umati Ketiv. It doesn't say with the He, it says it with a Yud, meaning you're, you're tilting Hashem's Din. Hashem's saying you're doing it to me, meaning Hashem takes care of the Ger. And when you mess around with his deen, then you're messing with the Kadosh Baruch Hu himself. And anyone who does an avera and feels bad, they forgive him right away. That after they sinned, the problem was that they weren't scared of Hashem. If they did be scared of Hashem, they felt bad, then they forgive them right away. When Rabbi Yohanan would reach this pasuk, would cry, Hashem is going to bring everything to judgment, even the hidden things. So, a slave whose master is going to equate mistakes, like things he's done on purpose, does he even stand the chance? And the Gemara asks, what do you mean hidden things? So, if someone kills a bug in front of someone, he gets disgusted, that the disgust is, is a tsar, it's a pain. You caused your friend pain, Hashem will punish you on that. If a person spits in front of another person, he gets disgusted, that's a tsar. Hashem is going to punish him for that too. What does, if good, if bad, 
It sounds like Hashem is judging you even on good things. What does that mean? So, someone gives tzedakah to someone poor in public and you're embarrassing him, meaning you're doing a mitzvah, you're giving him, but you're doing it in public and he's getting embarrassed, Hashem's going to judge you for that too. Rabbi and I saw this man giving tzedakah to this poor person in public. And Amr then Rabbi and I told him, It's better that you didn't give him. Now you gave him and you embarrassed him. Rabbi Shela said, This is giving tzedakah to a woman in private. Because now everyone's going to suspect her. Why is he giving her money in private? And uh, then the, the rumors start. This is a person who sends to his wife meat that they didn't do the nikur yet, didn't take off the, the, the forbidden fats. It's getting late, you don't have enough time, and he's causing his wife to mess up on the nikur. And the Gemara asks, would send to his wife meat, not menukar, Arab Shabbat. Gemara says, yeah, but Shani, uh, Rabbah's wife is different. But Rav Hasda, she's the daughter of Rav Hasda. They came lebe gavad He Rabbah knew that uh, this woman's an expert. She could uh, do the niku right away. It wasn't a problem. Rabbi Yochanan kimatel lehai kerabache. When Rabbi Yochanan would reach this pasuk, he would cry. Vahayakir timsena otora ot rabot vetsarot. When there was a lot of problems in sarot, avet sherabo mamtzilo raot. And a slave whose master finds him problems and troubles. Does he even stand the chance? What does that mean? Uh, bad things and troubles. It's bad things that cause trouble one to the other. Hashem, when he wants to punish someone, he even sends him, for example, a scorpion and a bee. That the medicine for them it contradicts one another. So if you get the, the, the medicine of this one, you're going to hurt this thing. If you're going to get the medicine for that thing, you're going to hurt this thing. To be exact, uh, for a scorpion bite, you need hot water. For the bee, you need cold water. And the opposite uh, hurts it. So when you get bitten by both, it's a trouble that contradicts one the other. And the Gemara goes back to good actions that Hashem looks at it as bad. This is someone who gives money to an Ani when he needs it. Why don't you give it earlier? Why don't you come up to him when uh, before he got himself into trouble? Why'd you wait till he got in trouble? And this is what people say. A person doesn't have money to buy crop. However, but to buy food and hang in your basket, which is bad luck, he has money for. So this is the way Rashi explained it. Tosfot didn't like that because why'd we go back to so far? Rather, Tosfot explains this is going on uh, troubles that contradict one another. And he says this is giving an ani money when a person himself is in trouble. Meaning he needs money, let's say, to pay his taxes. And meanwhile, his money is by the ani. That means he'll never get it. And Rabbeinu Hananel says, we're talking about the time when people come to ask you for your money, but in the meantime, you lent it to an Ani and you'll never get it. Now the Gemara brings another pasuk, Hashem is going to be angry and leave them alone. And he's going to turn his face away from them. And Amarav Bardela Bartevyomi Amarav Kol Sheno Behester Panim Eno Mehem. Anyone who doesn't cry in pain from the tzarut that we're in is not one of us. He's not one of Israel. 
Kol she'eno bevehaya le'echol. Anyone who's not part of the punishment where the goyim take our food away, eno mehem is not part of Israel. Meaning, part, being part of Israel is the is taking the punishment with the rest of Israel. And amrule rabanan rabah rabanan tod rabah more lo beester panimite. You're not part of that punishment. You're not part of Hashem's hidden face. Velo bevayalecholite, and and you're not uh, part of those who don't have what to eat. Meaning you're rich. You have money. Hashem is not turning his face away from you. And the goyim don't take away your money. Amar lehu miyadaitu kama meshadarna betzina'a beshavur malka. Do you know how much I send in private to the king's house? Meaning I pay a lot of taxes also. But still, put their eye on him because it's like they put the eye on him. And in the meantime, the king's house sent him and they took from him money. Amar Hainu Tanya Amar Ban Shimomigamel, this is exactly what Ban Shimomigamel said. Call Makom Shnetu Hachamim, I name whoever Hachamim put their eyes when they're Makpid, Omita Oni, or someone's dying or someone's getting poor. The Gemara goes back to the Pasuk, I'm going to hide my face that day. Even though HaKadosh Baruch Hu hid his face from us during the day, I'm still going to speak to them in dreams. Meaning, even though we won't have Nevi'im on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, we will still have Nevi'im on a lower level. To speak to Hashem. Rav Yosef Amar Yadonetuya Alenu. Even though Hashem hides his face, still his hands are there to protect us. Hashem will still uh, protect us with the shade of his hand. Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananiah he used to argue with uh, the, the, the Minim a lot. He was in the Caesar's house. This mean showed him with his hands that you're a nation that God has turned his face away from you. And that Hashem's hand is there to protect us. And there's a famous Ramban in Devarim on Pashat Azino that this is what the, the nations of the world like to say. Every time they come up with a new religion that, uh, yes, the Jewish religion was uh, the, the main religion, but then Hashem turned his face away from them, and now he looks at a different nation. And Rabbi Yeshua was saying that Hashem is always there with us, and that's why Hazino is there as a testament that although we sin and everything, Hashem is always there for us. And So the Caesar told Rabbi Yeshua, what was he showing you with his hands? So Rabbi Yeshua told him, he showed me that Hashem turned his face away from us. I showed him that his that Hashem's hand is protecting us. So they told that mean. What did you show the rabbi? So he told them that that the urination that the Hashem turned his face away from. And what did he show you? He says, I don't know. Amru, so the people of the Caesar told him, A man who doesn't know what kind of signs the people are showing him, he's going to wave his hands around in front of the king. They took out that mean and they killed him. When Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanya passed away, Amru, the Rabbanan, 
What's going to happen with us from the minim? They're going to continue bothering us. Who's going to stand up for us? He told them that pasuk, and the pasuk means kevan When the wisdom, when there's no one to protect the Jewish people, then nisrecha then the goyim also are not going to be that smart either, and they won't know how to ask questions. Meaning, if you don't have anyone to protect you, the goyim won't have anyone to ask questions. Some say from this pasuk, Isav was telling Yaakov, let's go together, and I will go across from you. And the drasha is that as long as you're in power, I'm in power also. The Gemara tells us a story. Rabbi Ila was going up the ladder in the Beit Midrash of Rabbi Shela. Shamaeli Nukadavakakare heard a child read a pasuk. creates mountains, the winds, and he's able to tell a person what he spoke about. Amar and Rabbi Ila said. A slave whose master is able to tell him what his uh, what his secret conversations are does he even have a chance? My masiho, what's the secret conversation? Amarav afilu sihayetera sheben ish le ishto magidim lo leadam bishat mita. Even though secret private conversations that are a little bit extra more than he had to during shata shmish between a man and his wife, they they tell him they bring uh, they bring in front of him at the time of judgment. The Gemara says, Ini, is that true? Rav Kahana was under the bed of Rav. He heard that he was laughing around and then he was with his wife. And Amar and Rav Kahana told Rav, Rav, you're like a person who never tasted any food before. And Amar le Kahana Puki told him, Rav Kahana, get out of here. It's not nice. That's not the way to, 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 be, to learn. You don't be by someone when he's uh, with uh, with his wife. Now, bottom line is, you see Rav was talking with his wife. That means it's an important thing. It's a mitzvah. Otherwise, Rav wouldn't do it. So the Gemara says, Lakasha, not a contradiction. If a person has to speak to his wife and she needs it and you have to talk a little bit extra, then it's a mitzvah. But if he doesn't have to appease her, then he doesn't have to talk and Hashem will punish him on that extra talking. And the Gemara brings a pasuk in Nirmiyah, and if you don't hear it, my soul is crying because of Geva. Hashem has a special place. It's called Mishtarim, a secret place. Why is he crying with Negeva? Because of the Gava, the pride of Bnei Israel, which was taken away at the time of the Beit Hamikdash's destruction, and it was given to the Goyim. The pride was given to the Goyim. Rabbi Shmuel ben Hamani Amar because of the pride of the Kadosh Baruch Hu, the Malchut Shemaim, the kingdom of the Shemaim, which was taken away. And the Gemara asks, Is there crying in front of a Kadosh Baruch Hu? There's no sadness in front of Hashem. So there's there's happiness. So the Gemara says, Ha bebate gavai, ve ha bebate barai. Depends. 
there's crying in the inside room, but the outer room, there is no crying. And the Gemara asks, And you're telling me us, in the outside rooms, there's no crying. And the fact that it says, means Hashem called out, that means in the outer room, there should be crying. So the Gemara says, no, Shani Churban Beta Migdash, the destruction of the Beta Migdash was different. Even the Malachim of peace, they usually say good things, they're usually happy, they even cried. Shinemar Hen Er Elam, which is the Malachim, they cried out. Shalom Mar Ibkayun. The Malachim Shalom were crying bitterly. Now, by the way, this was all according to Rashi's Perush. Rabbeinu Hananel has a different Girsa, which is the opposite. That on the outside there's crying, but if you go deep, it's really all happiness. And that's why the Gemara asks, in the inside there's no crying, and then they bring the Pasuk. And they said, yes, in the inside there is crying when it comes to the Horban Bet Amikdash. And the Gemara continues being Doresh the Pasuk. It says, Hashem. Hashem is tearing because his flock has been exiled. And Amar Bilaza Shalosh Lama. Why does it say the word Dema tears three times? Ahat al Migdash Rishon. One for the first bit of Migdash. Vehat al Migdash Shini, second bit of Migdash. Vehat al Israel Shigalum Man. And one for Israel who were exiled from their place. And some say Ahat al Bitul Torah. One of them is for the bitul of Torah, people not learning Torah. According to the one who said that Ben Israel of exile, now I understand what the rest of the Pasuk says. Because Hashem's flock has been captured. But according to the one who said that the third tier is on bitul Torah, so why, do you, why does the Pasuk say that Hashem's flock has been uh, captured? Now, Sagma explains, Kevan Shigalu Israel Mimkoman. Once Bene Israel have exiled from their place, and the Chabitul Torah Gadol Mizeh, there is no greater Bitul Torah than Jewish people not on Eretz Israel. And Tanura Banan Shelosha Kadosh Baruchu Boche Alehin Bechol Yom. Hashem cries for three people every day. Al Sheef Shala Sogba Torah Veno Sek, and someone who could learn Torah but doesn't. Someone who cannot learn Torah and is still learning. And you have to look at the Mepharshim, the Masha, Dan Yaakov, each one has a different perush. And someone who's a leader on the Tzibur, who is haughty on the Tzibur, but not the Shem Shemaim purposes. And the Gemara says a story, Rabbi Havan Nakit Sefer Kinot Vekakare Begaveh, Rabbi was holding Megillat Echan, reading it, Kimatel Hai Pesuka, when he reached the Pasuk, Kishlich Mishamayim Eretz Hashem, through the glory of Israel from the Shamayim, Nafel Minyadeh, the book of Echa fell from his end, Amar, and he said, Migra Ram Lebera Amiktaf, from the top of the roof to the lowest pit. Rabbi 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 were walking. When they reached a certain city, they told the people of the city, We'll go visit him. So the people told him, There is a Tamil Hakam, but he's blind. You sit over here. Don't uh, lower the kavod of your nesiut. I'll go visit him. Rabbi didn't listen. He went ahead of him to go. He went to go see the Tamid Hakam. 
And the Meiri points out, just you should see how great it is to give kavot tamidi hachamim, that even the Nasi is Hayav. Now, they went to visit the rabbi, Kiyavumi Patremine, when they were about to leave, Amar Lehu, the Tamit Hacham told them, Atemik Baltem Panim Anirim Venan Roin. You came to visit and be seen in front of a face that doesn't see. Tizkula Kabil, Bezat Hashem, one day you'll merit the, the face of the Shechina and you'll get to visit the Shechina, Panim Aroim Venan Nirin, a face that sees but cannot be seen. That you, you learn from the whole uh, Yerae Yerae Drasha. And Amar there, B told Rabbiya, Iku Ashtam and Atan Mehai Brecherta. If I would have listened to you, I would have missed out on this Bracha. So Amru led, the, the students of Rabbi told them, Miman Shemi Allah, where do you learn that it's uh, such a big thing to, to go visit Amidah Hachamim? So Rabbi told them, I heard it from Rabbi Yaakov's classes. Rabbi Yaakov is Kfar Hitaya. He would visit his rabbi every single day. Kikash, when Rabbi Yaakov became older, his rabbi told him, Listen, don't trouble yourself. Rabbi, you can't. Please don't come. Is it small in your eyes what it says about the rabbis? A person who sees hachamim when they're passing away will live forever. And if a person sees hachamim when they're passing away, he'll live forever. If someone sees hachamim when they're alive, all the more so. So Rabbi learned it from Rabbi Yaakov. And the Gemara says another story. Rabbi Yidi, the father of Rabbi Yaakov Baridi. He used to walk, he used to travel for three months on the road. And one day he would learn Torah and then come back home to take a three-month ride back. He used to call him as a joke, He's a one-day yeshiva man. Halash Dati felt bad. Kare Anavshe, he said about himself, I'm a joke to my friends. Please don't get upset and punish the rabbis. They're Doresh me, they ask for me every single day. But we ask for Hashem only during the day, not at night. Ela, why does it say Yom? A person who learns Torah even for one day, it's as if you learn Torah the entire year. But same thing on the, on the other way, the punishment. That when it comes to Meraglim, that how, whatever many days that you went around the, the, the Aretz uh, spying, which was 40 days, and they got punished 40 years. It says they're supposed to get punished the amount of the days, but they didn't, get, they didn't go for 40 years. They only sinned for 40 days, not 40 years. If a person sins even one day in the year, it's as if he sinned the entire year. This was Rabbi Hanan's way of telling the students that Rabbi Eidi would come to learn one day a year, it's like as if he learned the whole year. And if you're going to make fun of him that one year, it's like you sinned the entire year.
And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.